0: We we're going to do something to your brain. Hello and welcome to Dead Air 21. This time we're talking about Mindhunter, The Last Duel. A bit about the Shane video, Sheehan. And first, Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Last time we started talking about uh, who would play Elon Musk in Aronofsky's biopic. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, there were a couple of amazing suggestions in the comments including C-3PO.
1: hmm That was my favorite.
0: That was my favorite, too. Yeah,
1: like, as C-3PO. Not the actor. just The C-3PO costume, like, in a business suit.
0: Yeah, acting as C-3PO. Yeah. <laughs> I imagined him, for some reason, in a tuxedo. Okay. Like I imagined him with his mom, who's still, like, a human woman.
1: See, I immediately thought of, like, the yacht photos. And, like, a right. fat C-3PO.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's normal C-3PO, but he's got, like, the exact same... Like mm-hmm. boat attire,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, right.
0: You know, kind of like a, you know, some some canvas shorts with a, a brown belt.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like talking as C-3PO. Oh my, we have to sleep in the factory tonight. That kind of thing. He's still doing the same shit. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> He's a little scared. We, we have to sleep <laughs> in the factory
0: tonight. Okay. I'm I'm very sorry, but I'm going to have to ask you to uh, take one for the team. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, another one as well was Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that idea of Mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves doing it as pure Tesla propaganda. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, he's on the factory and someone comes up to him and says like, Oh, excuse me, Mr. Musk, Elon,
1: call me Elon. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I've got a bit of a sniffle, could I have uh, have the day off? Take the week, take the week, brother.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like doing nice Keanu Reeves version of Elon Musk.
0: Just, just like the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, can I like. It. like, like and I, I'm Keanu I'm Elon Musk, and I I'll bloody well say you, black people are welcome here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm Elon Musk. I've been <coughs> married once. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd yeah, be fun. Um, I like Tobias Fünke. Yes. Well. Yeah, <laughs> David Cross. I would really enjoy that a lot. And he's like crawling around mm-hmm. on the floor and stuff and. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, you could have
0: whole things of Tobias Funke as Elon Musk. <laughs> uh, like showing the board like this is a commando role. Yeah, <laughs> things like <Right>. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I like that. Um, there were some that were more serious that I thought were actually kind of alright too. Someone said Bill Skarsgård. Uh-huh. Um, doesn't really look like him, but wow. he's good at being creepy. Bill Hader. And things. Bill Hader, mm, mm-hmm. yeah, that could actually be good too,
0: yeah. Matthew Lillard.
1: I would enjoy that, yeah, yeah. doing his normal anyone wacko could, anyone could have Lillard a Lillard thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyone could have a go. Yes. <laughs>
0: An ensemble. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, didn't we say that last time? Yeah, like, yeah of different Elon Musks. <laughs> yeah, that'd
0: be great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah, anything else to say about who should play Elon Musk?
1: No, just there were some really funny ones in the comments. Thanks yeah. for those. That was um, fun.
0: When there are a few about like who should actually direct it.
1: Um, someone said alternative Elon Musk biopic director Gaspar Noé,
0: <laughs> starring Aronofsky. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I, I like
1: that. Yeah, I mean, I'd see a be Fellini interested in a, it, an Andrew Dominic. Elon Musk, perhaps?
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, obviously there's going to be movies about him one day. I wonder what they'll be like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised someone hasn't done that already. Like an actual straight biopic. Mm. Hmm. I mean, I've seen loads of ass-licky documentaries. the
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, um... Yeah, in the news as well with Elon Musk, what has happened?
1: Uh, More advertisers have dropped on Twitter. um, Because of him liking anti-Semitic tweets. And responding to them. And responding to them. And um, from what I saw, I only read a little bit about it this morning. uh, Advertisers being pissed off that their ads are being served right next to, like potentially white supremacist content and stuff like that. hmm So, can you remember the list of who all? I know Apple.
0: Um, Apple, Comcast, uh, I think Disney Plus now, mm. or Disney, um, Lionsgate.
1: NBCUniversal. Um,
0: right. yes, because there was a Bravo ad served.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, kind of rich coming from some of those companies anyway, but, you know. Well, but I it's still completely understandable, you know,
0: well that they would pull out, yeah, well, yeah, um I mean, like, why they waited this long, yeah, really, um, but yeah. I suppose they were waiting waiting for an excuse, yeah, um yeah, he so media matters are the the people who reported on this, mm-hmm. and he's now said that he's going to sue. Uh, Media matters I saw that yeah um because they've misrepresented the user experience
1: mm-hmm.
0: by I guess refreshing the page until they got an ad served
1: mm-hmm.
0: and stuff like that, but uh, i me mean, I mean what I'm still serving the ads. i mean that's, that's, that's still what happened time. yeah you know they yeah, they have screenshots and everything. Yeah, so, and I think it's interesting that the statement that they gave about Media Matters, about their go, you know, I don't know if you read the statement. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: It was pretty fucking aggressive. It said... Uh, I, I mean, you saw, I guess it's a, a joint Musk and Twitter statement. Uh, and Musk is talking about, like, on Monday, split-second court begins, and we're going to sue the... We're going to... Like legally annihilate or drop a legal thermonuclear weapon on media matters and mm-hmm. everyone who's been involved and donors mm-hmm. because um, this is an attack on free speech. Mm-hmm. Like how is it? A, and then goes on about this is an attack on free speech and um, people should be free to voice whatever they want and say what you know, kind of whatever they want. Mm-hmm. That's what makes society great. Sort of thing, but then what they're doing is free speech then by that definition
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's also the difference between free speech and compelled speech. I agree um, You know, yeah, they have advertisers have a choice to not put their well that's, Not want their shit next to content like that. Well,
0: that's totally the thing. Yeah, I I agree. No, I agree Um, I guess they've probably just been waiting for something like this to pull the plug. Yeah, but um, I mean it's about time
1: Yeah do you think okay. it's going to
0: spiral more?
1: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> the signs have been there for a while. Um, I mean, I want to say just a couple episodes ago. I we? saw the signs, I
0: saw the signs.
1: up I, I my too eyes. remember Ace of Base. Um, They're
0: primitive drumming.
1: Yeah, I mean, we saw that report not too long ago about how... Um, advertisers have been dropping out. Like, what were those figures that we saw for HBO? Like. Yeah.
0: Um, they spent, they went from
1: like millions of dollars to, like,
0: five bucks, <laughs>
1: something like that, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's been in progress, I think, for a while.
0: Wasn't it, literally fine books, was that Visa that did that? I can't uh, recall which one was
1: which, yeah, but it's been happening for a while, so it doesn't really surprise me at all. People pulling out. And what, what was he saying this morning, or maybe it was from last night, something about... You should get the new premium Twitter blue, so you don't see any advertisements, because major advertisers are the biggest impediment to free speech. That's not an exact quote. This Mm. is like when I first woke up this morning, and I was like... (laughs) Well,
0: that's what he was like, I suppose.
1: Yeah, it may have been exactly what he did, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Maybe he just talks in his sleep, and this is all Mm text-to-speech.
1: I think he's just a really impulsive person.
0: I, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, th- I think so for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I think strategically it just doesn't, even strategically of like, yeah, he's trying to make money, but also he's a narcissist. So he's compelled to like, you know, keep his name out there and build his legend and all this. Even then his actions don't hundred percent make sense. Even with that. Yeah. Sort of bizarre desire.
1: Yeah. Um. Oh, sorry. He's also just someone who's used to getting his way, and um, the little bits that I've read about him, kind of like behind-the-scenes stuff. um, You know, being very like demanding and like does not take criticism well. You know, if you disagree with him on something, he can fly off the handle, and I imagine over time you just kind of naturally start. Sifting out anybody who would, um, question you or talk back and you end up with yes men.
0: Yeah, it's the, it's almost like the natural Mm failsafe for, um, what would you call it for, uh, perennial leadership. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like the, the the natural failsafe for it is, um, like you become... Uh, powerful and successful in something and you <clears throat> as you're coming up you're you're learning and working out your plan and you're seeing criticism all the time because you're the more successful you are the more you're going to get mm-hmm. and even though that might be a tiny amount like you can look at this on youtube and you know this could be applied to youtubers or business people or mm-hmm. Wanna be warlords in the past or whatever mm. and then eventually you get to a point where you're successful and it's like well i found my formula
1: yeah i'm doing things right now or i wouldn't be successful so so like mm. the
0: the critical voices which were always just a minority anyway mm-hmm. there i don't need to look at them anymore yeah and like i've made
1: it so i've yeah yeah
0: and, and actually i'm you know it, then it becomes like an affront just to hear it mm-hmm yeah. Um, even, you know, even if you can accept that it's correct, like, oh, you fucked that thing up.
1: Like, mm-hmm. I, I know. I
0: don't need to hear that. I know. Yeah. And, and then you start, like you said, to <laughs> weed out anyone,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even though your closest, earliest compatriots who are like looking at you going, mm-hmm. you weed out them and you become, you get a complete. Yeah. echo chamber right. and then you then you and fall can you, because you come
1: fall into a place like stop being negative you know you're not helping you're being mm-hmm. negative mm-hmm. like Let's in get negative people out here yeah mm-hmm. yeah all the people who saw what was happening there and tried to do something about it and yeah it's from what i gather from the couple documentaries we've seen on that with the um employees mm-hmm. yeah like people were pointing out like these are major problems and weren't listened to and in some cases threatened you know, um, yeah, makes sense to me. Yeah, and then
0: that's what I think. I'm not basing it on anything. Just that that's kind of like the the I natural failsafe in in that sort of leadership cycle of being very very uh, individual driven. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's almost like a leadership cult. Not necessarily it could be a small business, but that's how it goes. And that person's critical to its success. And then if you look at sort of lineages Mm -hmm. it's like the same thing but over a longer period of time Mm -hmm. I think where you know like um like Edward the first is this sort of brilliant and strategic and brutal king Mm -hmm. who's like up until like his last days is you know knows everything that's going on in his realm and then Edward the second is an idiot Mm -hmm. because he grew up Without, you know, he, he's, by the time he's king, he's now, I don't know, just an example. You know, he's never had to lead. He's always mm-hmm. been in the the shadow of someone great. And mm-hmm. and then his son was good again. Anyway, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that, like, uh, thank God people don't live forever. Mm. Because if they did, they'd have carved it up. It'd be like Highlander.
1: That was the the point of that movie. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Ozone layers. Sorry, I kind of went off track there. But do you know what
1: I'm sort of trying to say? Yeah. Just my
0: thoughts. Mm Like.
1: Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess one way to put it is like when you're just starting out with a venture, perhaps um, you have like a set of constraints and allowances. And over time, those constraints and allowances shift. You're less constrained, more allowed. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, and I suppose yes. And um, when you're just starting out, you know, when you're climbing up the political ladder in Rome or something, it's mm-hmm. way more difficult to insulate yourself. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, you'll get a you'll start having more choices to do that. Mm-hmm. And there are some people. Throughout history who are clever enough not to do that.
1: (sighs) Humans. Yeah, sorry. No, you're fine. Um, C3PO. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, any other thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I want Bezos and Zuck to actually playing themselves to walk in to a meeting with Musk. And then, like, they open the door. And then they both close the door and look at each other and be like... I. I don't know, Musk was a protocol droid?
1: <laughs> like they're Jedi that show up. They're Jedi that
0: show up, and yeah, he's got, he's got something on him where like every time you film him or take a picture of him, it displays this man. Mm-hmm. But when you see him in person, it's C-3PO. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And C-3PO can do a whole thing of like, I can take on any form that pleases you. <laughs> You know, and the you know goes through uh, like William Shatner mm-hmm. no,
1: William Shatner yeah. yeah,
0: Robert Downey Jr. no. Mm-hmm. Yep, keep going, keep going, keep going, until it's Bender or something. I don't know. What's next?
1: Uh, Shein video. Would you like to say about that? What do you want?
0: Do you want to say anything about like that?
1: Yesterday, um, well, just thanks for all the comments and the people. You know, but appreciated it. Um It was certainly hard for you. Yeah. As you said in the video. Yeah. Uh-huh. You were, uh, throughout the week of making that and after, and still a little bit after making it, I'd see you walking around and then just kind of, like, like drifting off. <laughs> and I'm like, I know what he's thinking about. These motherfuckers. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, and doing the head shake and,
0: yeah. Doing the head shake. <laughs> My pipe. <laughs> yeah. Bubble pipe. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah it was, um, yeah, I think it was like the hardest one I've done. Mm-hmm. But you, you were saying you don't know about that.
1: I, well, I would say one of the hardest, yeah. I mean, there's a couple per year that, you know, will kind of get to us, but... But um, this one was definitely hard. Yeah, the faces made it hard. How many of those pictures were there? Uh, uh, on the actual
0: database, there's uh, like 2,000 or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so.
0: <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about that.
1: No, me either. Just, Just yeah, thanks for... Yeah, thanks for watching. Watching and commenting. and Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm glad that... Other people found it interesting as well and infuriating. So
0: Yeah. It wasn't wasn't a joyful few days to edit that shit. Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, I know. Yep. So anyway, um Hm. Oh yes. Should we move on? Mm. Say, yeah Uh we watched The Last Duel. Um, God what the hell was that? Like It was immediately
0: after Dead Air last week.
1: Yeah, it was that night. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's why you can't remember it. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, Really Really Scott? Really Scott. um, About one of the last duels, um, legal duels to take place in France. It was a real event. Um, Really? It was one of the last? It wasn't the last, but it was one of the last. Whatever. There was another one like, God, I looked at the dates on this, but now you're going to... Have me trying to remember it. It's like 1390 or something. There was, there something. was yeah, there, the very last one, I want to say it was like 15 or something, but I guess it had slowed down or so something.
0: So in like the 18th century, there weren't like French officers like pistols at dawn sort of thing.
1: That's just what I read on the Wikipedia, so really? I can't tell you okay. anything beyond that. Well, that's but... interesting because
0: I know that um, like they would have like officer duels in Germany mm-hmm. up until like up, like up until the First World War. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean,
1: maybe, um, yeah, like I said, I, I guess I should have brushed up on it a little bit. I find your mustache it. most important. Um, maybe, perhaps one of the last, like, state-sanctioned duels, I don't know. Because it was, like, a huge event, um, when it did happen. So, the brief thing, the story is about, um, two knights, basically. Um, two squires. Squires. Um, one of them, uh, his wife accuses the other of having raped her. And it shows the story through all three of their perspectives um, in like three chapters before getting to the actual duel. Um, And yeah, it's Ridley Scott. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, So what did you think about it? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. I liked it. I didn't love it, but
0: I liked it. It's probably my favorite Ridley Scott film that he's, like probably that he's made in like 30, 40 years.
1: It's probably my favorite from him since... Alien
0: I I didn't I didn't like love it Mm -hmm. Um, but I I liked it and um, yeah
1: I yeah I thought it was pretty well made like um, because all that I had heard about it was um, that it didn't really do well like in theaters Um, it stars really um, yeah I I don't think it did awful but
0: when it came like his first movie was The Duelists with Harvey Keitel and I remember when it came out, they were saying, like, oh, this is him this, this coming full circle, you see it rhymes, mm-hmm. sort of thing. I don't know if he was saying, sorry, <coughs> I don't know if he was saying that. Mm-hmm. But that's how it was built, like, oh, this is really important, mm-hmm. this is his, his medadio.
1: Okay, see, I barely remember any of the marketing for any, or anything for it. All that I really noticed, uh, like, I remember seeing some commercials for it. Um, but all I really remember is, like, Ben Affleck has a funny, like, dye job. And Matt Damon. The year is 1385. Um, Fortune favors the brave. Ben Affleck is Eminem in Um, the Middle Ages. And Kylo Ren. That's all I could see. Um, so. Uh, but, yeah, so, but I wanted to check it out for a while. Um, just out of curiosity. And yeah, we sat down and started, and it was actually better than what I was expecting. I did find it distracting, especially toward the beginning. Um, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were in particular very distracting to me just by existing in the movie. Um, again, Fortune favors the Brave. Like, I just can't see him and not think that anymore. Um, but as it went on, it did really build its world up pretty well. like, Some of the sets are pretty awesome, like the costumes, really good, Um, and it has quite a measured pace to it. It really kind of builds slowly, which I appreciated. Um, So I got more into it as it went on. What about you?
0: Uh, Yeah, I... I I agree with what you said, and um, I thought the build-up was very good. and. Yeah, I didn't love the, you know, sort of Jackie Brown, like, the same half an hour, Mm -hmm. but from different perspectives, but I I didn't dislike it. I thought that could have been a bit kind of truncated. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a little bit long, yeah. Just a little bit repetitive, but not not a lot. And I, I understand why, you know, he did that and the purpose. And I did like the journey of... You know, oh God, Matt Damon is this fucking stupid um, squire who's got like no uh, no self awareness, mm-hmm. no he's
1: greedy, y- yeah, he's... no
0: econ- economic acumen mm-hmm. anyway. You yeah. know, he you know all all he's really good at is fighting and being brave.
1: Yeah, he is brave. Yes. Yeah, he's, um, and he's yeah. also very like. Um, what's the right word? I don't know. Like acerbic. Um, okay, he's very acerbic. He, maybe that's not the right word. Well, I don't know. What he's is that word he's very like, um, like aggressive and argumentative. Like they're like he's belligerent. He's belligerent. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah, there are situations he's where salty. he easily could have talked mm-hmm. through a situation, but he ends up like yelling at people, um, people who have power over him, which is especially dumb. Yeah, he's kind of a moron, but yeah. he is a good fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, seeing... Because the first chapter is from his perspective. Um, and it's his wife yeah. who then tells him after he gets back from, like, a... Whatever. He's off fighting somewhere. He comes back and she says that she, Scotland. Scotland, that yeah. was it. Um, and says that she was raped by a guy that oh, yeah. he was friends with, who was yeah. Adam Driver. Um, a fellow
0: squire. A, a fellow squire. neighbouring squire mm-hmm. in this county. And
1: they already had issues... With each other to do with like land ownership, um, he Matt Damon really wants this land that came with his wife as part of her dowry, and Adam Driver manages to like get that land instead through some shenanigans. What happens is, yeah, you go ahead. is
0: um, Matt Damon is promised this small piece of land with uh, several other pieces of land. For his debt, da- for the dowry to get married to mm-hmm. this landowners I don't know if he's a squire as well I don't think he is mm-hmm. um, you know he's got quite a bit of land and you know he's got one daughter so mm-hmm. here have these five pieces of land
1: and he's kind of out of favor with like royalty and stuff himself and I don't know how relevant that is but so
0: mm-hmm. Matt Damon um, is expect you know is getting married and part, part of this deal is... This piece of land is going to him. But then when he's getting, he's getting married, the father comes up and says, I couldn't pay my taxes mm-hmm. because there's been a plague. No one can. Mm-hmm. So I gave that piece of land that I promised you to the Count. Mm-hmm. And the Count has given it to, to Adam Driver. Adam yeah. Driver the because count, Adam Dri- yeah. the Count is Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. Mm-hmm. Because the Count is also not interested in taxes. Mm-hmm. Just fanning around it is... Beautiful silk robe, <laughs> yeah. um, and even though it's not Adam Driver's fault,
1: well, he does kind of bully the dad a bit about it.
0: Oh yeah, no, totally. Yeah. To- no, totally. But no, I agree. But he's, it, yeah, sure, okay. Well, Matt Damon is particularly pissed off with both the count and. Um, Adam Driver,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and then his wife accuses Adam Driver of rape. We see it from at first Matt Damon's perspective, mm-hmm.
1: her just telling him, and where stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So we see the lead up mm-hmm. from Matt Damon's perspective, where by his own account he's a bit of a dickhead, mm-hmm. and then from Adam Driver's perspective, where he's even more of a dickhead. Mm-hmm. But then by Adam Driver's perspective he does rape
1: yeah his wife mm-hmm. yeah he does uh, yeah and it's through his perspective that's what happens to. what does he say like she um she gave the proper she said no like she was supposed to but you know he's acting like it, she wasn't really fighting that hard though it's kind of like how he makes it sound um yeah so we kind of see in between the other scenes of you know, through Adam Driver's perspective, him talking to the Count, uh, and talking to the Dad, so we we're kind of getting more information through each of their sides. And then the third part is the wife's perspective, um, which adds this other kind of layer to it. Um, because you see, while Matt Damon's gone, like, she's actually trying to, like, take care of, you know, um, their holdings, and, you know, she's going around, like, actually collecting taxes from people who are like, oh, Matt Damon never showed up to get the taxes, it's no problem, take them. But it's he's just telling that, anyway. Yeah, but he's doing yes. And he's saying, like, nobody wants to pay taxes and I'm gonna yeah. lose everything and you know, just you see more of like how he's a bullshitter, um, and then you see the actual rape, which is much worse than Adam Driver's perspective of it. Um, and then yeah, that leads up to the actual duel. Um and there's quite a build up. Like yeah. I was pretty invested by the time we got to the duel, I was ready, you know, to and it, it was not totally clear to me, especially not having known the story that it's based on. Yeah. The actual event that it is based on. I didn't know what was going to happen. And I felt pretty invested by then. Even though, you know, you've got two arguably bad guys. One of them definitely a bad guy. And the other is pretty much a dick too. And it's yeah. it's kind of nuanced. You know, I still knew who I was rooting for at the end though. You know.
0: Yeah, um. you see, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think I I liked it because it has pace and
0: everything, and uh, I really like the way it's shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we discussed like the combat. I you know I I, I understand it. it's a lot more expensive and time a lot more expensive to have like proper medieval combat. I wish there'd been a mm-hmm. more of that rather than just the. The heart thing of everyone is yes, actually in individual the, combat all around about the, each other. Like
1: opening scene with yeah, and, Damon it's, and it's, it's just Scotland like a charge well. into yeah, just like a, a you know just a cavalry charge and like I I too would have wished that there was a little more, a little more something else to that, a little more realism in terms of like tactics and stuff. But that's a well, not ultimately any, just a movie thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And it wasn't about that. Yeah. But that that was something but what i really liked about it was um uh yeah the 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 characters the the development of how we feel about them mm-hmm. um because i i agree that matt damon is a dickhead mm-hmm. and you know um one of the things i like about the movie is we get quite a bit from the wife's perspective mm-hmm. and we see like oh yeah just how i mean obviously misogynistic mm-hmm. 14th century France was naturally um yeah. <laughs> you know so you've got to sort of I, I don't know if you've got to judge it by those standards but like yeah Matt Damon coming home and his wife telling uh, him that she's been raped and then him being like that I'm gonna I'm gonna kill him." that's that's just so wrong let's have sex then mm-hmm yeah that's obviously yeah. gross yeah but, like, I ended up really liking Matt Damon's character towards the end. Yeah. I ended up seeing all those same... Prob- not problems, but, like, uh, yeah, like, he is belligerent. Like, he cannot get on with people, and he doesn't really mm-hmm. have the, the brain to back it up. He just
1: cannot be reasonable either, you know.
0: But, yeah. but in a way, like, I really respect that, um, because he's, he's not scared at mm. all. And as bullshit as it is, like, I think he probably is, like, into, like, France.
1: Yeah. He's, he says multiple times throughout when he's kind of getting into arguments with people. I um, fight for the king! I fight for the king! And, like, you believe him, you know. Yeah, it, it's nuanced, which I appreciate. Um, you know, instead of... Because somebody else making this or making it in a different way, you could have made it where Matt Damon is, like, a straight hero... In the story, yeah, yeah. you know, like a good guy, uh, and he's not, but by the end you still want him to fucking flay Adam Driver for what he did, it's do you know the, what I mean?
0: the clever snake versus the raging bull Yeah. Mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I liked it. And you probably want the clever snake going through your taxes and not the raging bull, but you don't want to leave mm-hmm. any ladies alone.
1: Yeah and there were um slippery,
0: Adam Driver. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean there there were a couple bits where the wife's talking about like she's not going to back down from her accusations because it's kind of made clear like um okay, Matt Damon is like I want to fight a duel uh, like, asked the king of France. Can I fight a duel with him over this? Um and uh, more or less, they're like, yeah, okay, you can, but if you lose, then it proves that, like, God wasn't with you and that she was lying and she's going to die too. Um, and she sticks to her guns. She's she's like she's pregnant. I'm, she's pregnant, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to be silent. And there, it was just slightly distracting a couple times where she was saying that kind of stuff. And you thought I, it was too much. I just, wondered, yeah, it was just slightly too much because the actress did really good. Like, you can, she does a lot with her face from what I remember, where, um, you know, like, you can see, like, the pain and the turmoil and stuff that she's dealing with. And I just think that maybe just a touch too much with her being like, I'm not going to stay silent, you know. Maybe it would be like that, I don't know. But it, it made me, it kind of stopped me for a moment, like, mm, would she say that? I don't know.
0: Like, it could have, in a way, it could have been even more effective had she been, like, continued to say what she was saying but been very meek. Mm-hmm about it Mm
1: -hmm. yeah you
0: know and all the women are like meek and like looking at the floor and Mm -hmm. you know because they are second class citizens yeah yeah you you think it was a bit it didn't it wasn't as nuanced as it should have been it was a bit too
1: just a bit though yeah
0: like this is what we'd have liked it to have been but i think so but it wouldn't have been like that Mm
1: -hmm. yeah but like i said just a bit i mean um really just a couple of times where she was like, I, I will not, my voice will not be silent and like, um, just, just, I don't even know how to put it. Like, just the teeniest bit. Because overall, overall it was pretty nuanced, I think. You know, as a film. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, I, yeah, I found it effective. You know, like you said, I think it is, a, at times it was just like a touch too repetitive. Where we see these same kind of events from different perspectives. But not too much. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I liked the... It definitely got me into it. Where I was like, oh... By the time we saw the end of the first chapter, Matt Damon's perspective, and then we start and it says like, chapter two, whatever his name is, um, his side of the story. And then it clicked in my head, oh, so part three is going to be her side of the story. And then that's where it's really going to come together. And it did. It was set up nicely. Yeah yeah, I liked it
0: And then we watched Gladiator Yeah and
1: then we were like well let's watch Gladiator now Because um, Mm -hmm. I really remember Like loving that movie as a kid Um, Like when it was new I was probably a teenager I can't recall Um, So we were like let's go back and rewatch that And it'll be interesting to kind of Compare Um, And it was nowhere near As good as I remember Just my opinion but
0: Yeah yeah. um, No objectively it was shit (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, you know what like really just grabbed me a lot the fast cuts so many where it wasn't really necessary and the after the fact slow motion was really weird yeah. looking back. I mean
0: liberally used
1: yeah like at a points where like it's just Russell Crowe like I think in that first battle scene where he's like knocked to the ground yeah. and he just swings his sword and it's a why do you have to do like a little slow mo effect I can see what's happening you know weird um and, yeah, Russell Crowe is...
0: Fighting around the world.
1: Yeah, um, but I don't really mind that. He is very extra.
0: Surely with the power of AI, we could do a Gladiator Supercut soon where we can put Russell Crowe from Guardians 3 Yeah. into this.
1: Uh, you're thinking of... um. Oh, yeah, it was from Guardians 3. Yes, he did show up in that as Zeus. That's right. Yeah. For some reason, my mind went immediately to Kurt Russell in the second one, who was very good in that.
0: They both have the name Russell in their names. Yeah. Same person. Same person. Yeah, my friend Russell could be in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I. It was. It. it was alright. It's not it sort of dated very well mm-hmm. because of things like the um, yeah the slow motion after the fact mm-hmm. and it's got i forgotten. It had like such a nineties, um, sort of two thousands filter mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Sort of like I don't know. Like there's like a. I think it might have even been called cold blue, on Apple. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> on um what is it called? Final Cut Pro, or something like a. I know they didn't use Final Cut Pro and use a, built-in filter, but it. Yeah, she's got that certain look where, mm-hmm. like, for, for like eighteen months in the two thousands, it was like really cool
1: mm-hmm. or something. Cool toned, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Um. I also part of it. Just
0: occasionally, it's got that though.
1: The um, score sometimes as well. If that was too much. The well, see, it's kind of a chicken or the egg problem, I suspect, because especially the ending song. Um, which I want to say after Gladiator came out, you started hearing that song like everywhere. Away. However it goes. Why doesn't go like that? I can't remember how it goes, but... Sing it then.
0: Um. Sail away, sail away, <laughs> sail away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, um, I just, I can't hear that song now without having a chuckle because it was... And I guess that's probably a lot because of that movie, you know, that song, like, had a cultural moment after that. Yeah. Where you'd hear it in other movies and commercials and all kinds of stuff.
0: Gladiator was a bit of a cultural moment.
1: It was, yeah. It sort of
0: kicked off a not very long attempt at revitalizing Swords and Sandals. Remember Troy?
1: I do remember that, yeah. Never seen it. I think I may have started it and then not watched the whole thing. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. You get these, like, trends, you know, going. And um it was definitely interesting going back to that and then seeing the last duel, which I would consider much more mature. Um, yeah. And better technically done as well, in my opinion. Um, but, I mean, some of the... I mean, there was still some good stuff there in Gladiator. I didn't hate it. No. But um, it is very, like... What's the right word? Like, saccharin. Saccharin, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's very saccharine.
1: Yeah, and takes itself really seriously. Um, yes. And The Last Duel took itself pretty damn seriously, but it was effective. Yeah. Um, and treated seriously. Yeah. So, yeah. That was interesting, just, you know, seeing how different they were. Because we watched them, like, back-to-back, just about, so. Yeah. Um, oh. Do you want a break? Yeah, why don't we take a little break, I suppose.
0: Five minutes later. Okay, so Mindhunter. Yes. Yeah. What did you think about Mindhunter? And what is Mindhunter?
1: Mindhunter is a series on Netflix. Um, executive produced, showrunner, director of some episodes, David Fincher. Uh-huh. It's about, um, based on a book, um, or inspired by a book about the first, um, basically the first serial killer, uh, killer like profiling unit in the FBI following a couple of FBI agents um, my feelings about it kind of changed over time. I really liked the first half of the first season and then, especially like maybe half to two-thirds of the way through, it started to really slow down a lot and started to feel like there was a lot more filler and then the same thing happened with season two I felt like about halfway or so, we started getting way more filler.
0: Seems like the template for TV.
1: Yeah, Um, which was interesting. Like because the first first season had ten episodes. Mm -hmm. It really could have been eight. It could have been like a solid eight. Um, And then the second season was nine. And. um, Could have had a solid three. I'd say a solid six, out of material that was there. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Um, I didn't hate it, you know, there are elements of it We really liked liked. it to begin with Yeah, we were really into it, we like blasted through um, the first season in like A day Yeah, roughly two, yeah Um, A day or two Um, Yeah, because I really liked all of the um, like procedural stuff uh, As well as the interviews with the various killers that they interviewed Some of those guys were really good yeah. Um, was it Kemper? hmm mm-hmm.
0: The really big the really guy. really
1: big guy. I found him. I mean, like, the actor, how he played him, like, fascinating yeah. uh, to watch. Um, Elrond shows up in season two. Elrond! And, um, What's his name? Uh, Robert Arameo. 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 Yeah. Um, he was really good. He was only in that one episode. Although I did keep thinking about Elrond while watching it. Um... Yeah, I mean... I have
0: a solid inquiry for you. (laughs) Hey, go
1: Enough (laughs) enough of the coil sauce. (laughs) Yeah. um, So, yeah, mixed feelings. Um, I know it's a show that a lot of people really liked, so... Is there a season three coming? I... I feel like I just looked this up the other day. Yeah, that's the reason we watched it, isn't it? Because you looked Um, that up? I think there's going to be a season three and then maybe no more after that. Okay. Um... Yeah, I mean, yeah, mixed feelings, like, um, like I say, I think the kind of, like, direct procedural stuff, like, especially, really, like, the first half of season one where they're first, like, starting this new unit, you know, and it's just, like, two dudes in a basement, and, um, this uh, psychologist that they get as a consultant, um, it took me several episodes to realize where I've seen her before, um, Tess, in The Last of Us yeah So yeah mm-hmm. um so i guess good job and blend right into your character i didn't even notice um whereas when i saw robert arameo in the cast ah, Elrond! that's all run no runs in this episode <laughs> yes that's exactly what happened yeah um see, so yeah, i don't know i've talked a lot what do you what are your feelings about it yeah
0: I, I agree with what you said i don't yeah i thought feel... It, it's it's like the same as any TV show. It's uh, like, yeah, the like, acting was really good, often.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Never not good. Looks good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You know, and then, yeah, it just bogs down. And I found that going into the personal lives of the FBI agents um, ended up slowing things down a lot when a lot of things could have been implied.
1: That was one of my main problems where I felt it got slow is like I feel like in the second season we went back to scientist lady and her relationship with that other lady like multiple times every episode and it's like I get it this impacts their personal lives same with um Holden and the first season with his girlfriend I was like oh they're gonna break up in a few episodes and then you know it's like I I got it already oh yeah I mean you know it affects their personal lives and
0: season one I think as soon as we met her, mm-hmm. we were like, well, what, okay, so they're going to break up. Are they going to string this out until the end? Yeah. Of.
1: Yeah. Uh, and they sure did the string this sure out. They sure did. Yeah. Um, and it was just too much like, I get it. Yeah. And yeah. I don't really care enough.
0: Yeah. I don't think there are any like uh, rules or anything, but I think it's sometimes a good idea, you know, in your sort of detective thing, if the detectives are a bit of a mystery to Sometimes and Columbus, or, or, or we, well, yeah. I mean, that's the obvious example. But mm-hmm. we, we could have, you know, the, we could have even had the same effect and seen a lot less of it mm-hmm. and still seen it. Mm-hmm. I only need to see like one scene mm-hmm. of Bill with his wife Marcia. Yeah, yeah. she did look like Marcia. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, with his wife going. Yeah. And I got it. Yeah. I don't need, you know, I, to see that over and over. You like know, multiple Different versions scenes,
1: of that. Yeah, the, the same thing happening in the same episodes, especially. Yeah. I, yeah. We could have had just, I could have gotten it after like just a little bit of that. And yeah, it just bogs it down over time. Especially when you've got like a couple of different serial killer situations going on around the country that they're getting involved in. And then you're, maybe this is just me, and then you're inner cutting into their personal lives. And I had to kind of keep like pulling myself back to like, well, which one, which case is this? Oh, right, you know. Yeah. It just felt like it, it didn't need that. It didn't need, it didn't need to split all that stuff up. It could have just been the straight like crime work, and I would have been really happy with that.
0: Yeah. I'd have been happy even with just less of that.
1: Yeah, just less. Um,.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think that the music and the sound stuff is really interesting because um, there's way too much pop music in it.
1: It's David Fincher, so
0: and, I expected that, yeah. And, you know, it's it's like, I don't know, like the thing, the thing that they always seem to do is like, okay, so it's, all right, well, when's this scene set? It's set in 1979. It's set in 1981. All right, when was it set? Okay, August. Okay, what was out? And they go through like the top ten, or like what what was mu- music from nineteen eighty one, and it's all like super mainstream pub mm-hmm. stuff, which is fine, but it gets pretty wearing. Like I've, I, I'm trying to think of an yeah. example in in the thing, but all the songs are very recognisable and kind of inevitably you get one or two where it's like. Oh, I remember when a movie used this music really well. Mm-hmm. And it never really uses it that well.
1: It's not seamless.
0: But then it's yeah. also got a score,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is really good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, there's, and there, are, there are moments it kind of comes in which otherwise would have been... N- or wouldn't have felt important. But when it comes in, you, you start to think, Oh, wh- okay, why is this important? And it's this you know, kind of dread-inducing music.
1: Atmospheric, relatively subtle, yeah, the score good.
0: And then you've got all this sound design of 5 George Street, 5 George Street, South Central, 1300 South Central, which is the same fucking files they were using in GTA 1, mm-hmm. right? The same radio files, like, recorded in, like, 1980 or something. Mm-hmm. They must, you know, like, these studios must have, like, a 120-minute tape. It's, but back in like uh, the mid 2000s, you could hear on every South Park episode the Final Cut Pro like default swooshes
1: mm-hmm.
0: and stuff. Like just the defaults that had come with Final Cut Pro. Mm-hmm. Like the swells and stuff. Like how lazy can you be?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you've yeah. gone to all this trouble to make this TV show. Just, you don't need like old radios or anything. Just Just mm-hmm. go into a booth for five minutes. And just have someone read, like, shit like, uh, I need an APB on a, mm-hmm. you know, on yeah. a 1978 I get you. Then, because then
1: in other places, sometimes the sound design was pretty good. Like, during the Elrond, um, interrogation. Yeah, yeah. Where suddenly you hear, like, swelling of just people outside this room. Like, things get a bit loud out in the prison for a bit. And it comes back down. And it's, like, kind of, um... Kind of almost over his voice a little bit and then goes down and like that felt pretty naturalistic you know it's kind of a mixed bag on some of that stuff that's how i felt
0: yeah like the whole all the prison stuff was great like it feels horrible yeah. and very very loud mm-hmm. you know and like echoing and stuff and that really was really well done i thought mm-hmm. like you know prisons it's not just dreadful in this it's it's restless
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: you know there's no respite there's no way to you can't just go to your cell because there's just this constant sort of hooting, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So yeah, I. I, yeah, I Makes
1: it's feeling. Minor compl- No, it's
0: mm. it's good. I it just, especially the Five George Street. I've heard Five George Street so much
1: mm-hmm.
0: that that one, like five second. Bit. Five George Street, South Central. Five George Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it, yeah. There's a lot of crime going on in Five George Street. <laughs> like, if I hear that, that, that mm-hmm. same, that they used on Wallace and Gromit in 1989.
1: Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I still hear that and like, I didn't catch it anywhere here, but all the time in like random movies or watching, I like just, you can't do a little bit of Foley for like two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. That's why. I... So open the door and record it. And there you go.
0: Like obviously that's easier for us to say. We're like we're not in the film industry, but
1: yeah, seriously. Yeah, but come on. Yeah, um and some really good acting, I mean, like it was frustrating to me in season 2 where we finally meet the killer in Georgia that they've been looking for for a while. Made. But we in Georgia on these shores. <laughs> but they introduce him so late in the season. It doesn't feel like there's enough of a Build-up, like, because that, that actor was creepy Are talking about BTK?
0: Um,
1: no, um, the Georgia guy The black dude Right, right Yeah, right Um, like, I thought he was pretty great Like, the way that he played him, he was I mean, when you meet him, it's like, oh, that's the killer Clearly, you know, the way he's responding to stuff and everything. Oh,
0: you're talking about, oh, you talking about Peter Ur- Urkel
1: Peter Urkel is what we were calling him, yes Um, mm-hmm yeah, but we, I can't remember which episode they actually meet him first, but it's late in the season. Um, and it was just kind of like, I don't know, these elements of really great things that just, I guess what it really comes down to for me, I could forgive, you know, even like the sound thing, I could forgive. Oh, them, no, no, but, I don't think that's a but big deal. Where it starts, started to really get frust like the overall frustration I have is just feeling like there's this big lull. In, yeah. like, the last, like, third or so, especially up to half.
0: So, do you think it'd be fair to say it's not really that we don't get enough of Creepy Urkel? It's more that we don't get enough of him at the expense of, like, oh, my relationship's suffering because of my work.
1: Yeah, and it's like, I get that. We've I got, get like, it. We get, like, four scenes every episode, it seems like, of that. So, like, I get it. Yeah, just, you know, I felt like something that's. After a point, it was just there to be able to cut away to something else. Um, yeah, and I, you know, think that you, you, I don't know. It just slowed down a lot. It was like Bob Ross
0: finishes tree. We yes, were just left right. with the Happy Mountains, right in the background. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I mean, if you know, if, there, if I'll watch a third season, but I'm not going to be like real excited.
0: Did they miss an opportunity here to call it Munter? What? Mindhunter. I think Mindhunter sounds. Too. I. Whatever, right? It doesn't matter. But it, it sounds to me like. Like it's gonna be like an HBO series which is a drama but has elements of comedy mm-hmm. about. A psychic who goes to work for the FBI, and like, no, he's different because he is actually psychic.
1: See, when I first saw the title Mindhunter, ages ago myself, I thought something about psychics or some shit. That sounds lame. Um, yeah, or... Something paranormally. and You know, my bad, I guess. for not looking, but... Yeah,
0: what, what was the... What was the show that Kelsey Grammer and Camille... Grammar, Donatacci, Donatello. Produced, not Alias.
1: Um, that they produced. Medium. Oh, yeah, medium. For some
0: reason, I thought it was going to be like medium. No, just from the title. Mm-hmm. Nah, sorry.
1: I get you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Speaking of which, did you enjoy this episode, this week's episodes of Frasier's? With Rooney?
1: Did we watch that?
0: Yeah. I don't remember. You don't remember the whole bit where he gets his zipper caught in the cappuccino machine? No. And the woman comes in and thinks he's fucking the machine?
1: I can almost believe that that really happens. (laughs) Did we miss the last episode? I can't... You you don't remember that bit? No. I don't remember that bit. Remember the bit where Niles turns up and it's actually a good show for a minute? No, because it didn't happen.
0: Maybe it did. We don't know. We didn't. We didn't watch the last one, did we? Yeah, so. I completely forgot about it. We're letting it. the people down here. It doesn't help
1: that it comes out at like three a.m. on well, like Thursday mornings. Like I'm in bed. I'm not gonna remember that shit. If it were good, I'd remember. <laughs> I'd have to so wake would up in the get morning. Get out of bed. <laughs> get <laughs> yeah. out of bed to go
0: watch Frasier.
1: I tell you, what do you think about the second season of Loki? Which we haven't talked about it at all.
0: Um, not much. I, you know, again, I like the idea of Loki. Like I saccharine but i like the sort of saccharine saccharine saccharinified um gilliam Mm -hmm. sort of stuff Mm -hmm. that was backgroundy um
1: yeah
0: a whole lot of whatever
1: yeah i know nothing
0: nothing even to hate
1: yeah i mean i really like loki as a character yeah um and i i think a lot of that has to do with um tom hiddleston i think that's right just playing him really well. But, but the first season was so fun. And the second season was so serious. It, you know,
0: it's like... Um, sometimes, you know, some characters you know are beloved because they're not the main character. Mm-hmm. Like... If... <laughs> if you made... Do you know what? Like, I love Chewbacca. What a great character. I don't think it would be a really good idea to have... A whole film about Chewbacca where he goes through the ups and downs of a protagonist. Mm-hmm. You know, where he has to deal with shit. Mm-hmm. I don't want that from Truebecker. I want him going, Argh! And potentially ripping Stormtrooper's arms off or whatever.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. What, um, what I like about the Loki character is, I didn't mind, like, because I've done this in some of the other ones, like, other movies and shit, too, where, like, he's, you know, mis- mischievous, and he's a villain, and, but he kind of has a heart, too. I don't mind that, but it was, there wasn't enough mischievous Loki for me.
0: Yeah, and, um, it, it, that, okay, yeah, I agree, like, uh, like, Loki probably is one of the better ones to do it with, right? Like, you could make it work. But then, yeah, why do I like him? Yeah, because he's mischievous and not to be trusted. But also, he's not nasty. Yeah. You know, um, he wants to put on plays about how grand he is and all this silly shit. Yeah, stuff. like,
1: like that, yeah. So
0: so give him a reason and the ability to do that. Instead, he's trying to fix the universe. Mm-hmm. Running around, you know, like, uh, I don't know, any you know, anyone. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't have to be Loki at all, did it? It could have been like, John. you're the wrong John Smith.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I know what you mean, yeah. Why did it have to be Loki? It should have been... Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Loki it. plays tricks on people. Yeah. Like, like Beatles it. about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean...
0: Like Loki punks people.
1: In Thor Ragnarok, where Thor's doing all the heavy lifting, doing all the work, and then Loki just shows up with a ship... And it's like your savior is here, yeah. With this big helmet, that's the Loki I like. Yeah. What a dick.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, there were stories about stabbing Thor as a child and. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was meh for me. Yeah. You know. I much preferred this is us as a child. This is us as an alligator. Yeah, I. That pre- was fun. Yeah. Me th- yeah. Sorry, I wasn't really planning on talking about that. I just. About-
0: <laughs> Anything else about Frazier?
1: Now it's. No, I got nothing. You? No. No, I got nothing.
0: Yeah. No. No. Well, the last thing I was going to say was um, there is a fairly, well, a fairly small YouTuber uh, called Primary Slot uh, that I was going to recommend if you like synth stuff. Uh, I don't particularly like any one genre of music, I'm one of them. Honestly, it's relishing with beats. <laughs> Mm-hmm. we on Easy Street. But, um... Uh, yeah, I, I found them ages ago, like a, an a, a year ago, mm-hmm. from listening to Papers, Please mm-hmm. music, and then they did a synth cover. Mm-hmm. And they do loads of synth covers of movie stuff and video games,
1: and it's really good. Have you used any of it in a no. video before? Okay, I'm no. just curious. Yeah.
0: I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um... And it's not just you know a, a synth cover. They've they've got their own flavour to it of tom mm-hmm. toms and uh, it all kind of sounds quite epic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if you're into it, check them out. I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Maybe not. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know anything about them.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've not talked to them or Listen to some of it. And yeah.
0: I mean, I'm not yeah. checked them out. Like they could have a Twitter full of like swastikas or something. Yeah. So so sorry about that. If I doubt it, and they've also got some of their own music. And yeah, I think. You know, that's what YouTube's for, is mm-hmm. finding small, interesting people mm-hmm. who, you, who YouTube never wants to recommend for some reason. They want to recommend me yet another Mr. Beast video.
1: Yeah, I get you. It is nice when you occasionally see, like, a small channel and it's like, oh, I do enjoy this. Yeah. I know, I'm... I think there's some new stuff I want to watch from that one channel that I liked. That um, I haven't, I don't really watch. A lot of YouTube stuff regularly, but occasionally I'll see something like, oh, this is really good. They need more than 20,000 subscribers or whatever. Yeah, so I know what you mean.
0: Yeah, so if you're into synthwave stuff or video game covers, there's the the guy, the woman, the, the team, I don't fucking know. No clue. Yeah, yeah. it's just a really sophisticated bot. Um, <laughs> they've got loads of them. Yeah. All the GTAs. The cover of the Soviet theme from GT4 is really good. Right. It like, really changes it. and Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Actually, really cool. I'll have to check it out.
1: Yeah. yeah, um, Sounds so, good. Anyway. You have me at Papers, Please, Remix. It's not a
0: remix, it's a cover. A cover, yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I really like the music in that game. <clears throat> yeah, anyway. Effective. Yeah.
0: Games! Did you like Papers, Please?
1: I did like papers please. I mean it's very Could, different. But... Can you explain what papers please is? Yeah, I mean it's several years old now, but 10 years um, old at least is it? Okay. Um it's a how would you describe it? Uh paperwork simulator. <laughs> 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 um you are a worker in a fictional kind of Eastern European country called Arstovska. Um and there's like a Rebellion going on and um, a lot of people trying to ca- cross the border and you work at like a like a border check unit checking people's passports and it gets um, more complicated as you go on and also you're trying to like pay your rent and feed your starving family and have no money for health care and stuff <laughs> like that yeah. and uh, it kind of goes off the rails a bit as you go further on. Um, and there's different potentially. There's potentially different endings, different ways to do it, and it was really fun. Yeah, yeah it's a great game. It is good, yeah. yeah. Every time I'd see that guy show up again, the I can't remember really his name. The guy with the red shirt. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Georgie. Georgie, yeah, yeah. He's like he shows up with like a hand drawn passport. What is passport? What is passport? Okay, I returned. It's <laughs> like Jesus. Yeah, it's it's amusing, and there's also some like serious themes there. Uh, I thought that was. Uh, Honestly, a pretty brilliant game. Yeah. Um, very,
0: very, very moody. Very. And... Yeah. Yeah. With
1: the music, just on the the theme music, when you start the game up.
0: Uh,
1: uh, yes. Uh, uh, it's good.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. What have you been playing?
1: Um, well, I still need to finish Signalis. Uh, you've been working, and yeah. Um, In fairness, uh, it's
0: because Signalis is on my computer right now.
1: Yeah, uh, and um I, mean, I screwed around in The Sims a bit, but it does just get really frustrating. Um, well, because nothing works. Yeah, because it's like borderline unplayable at times. Um Is that
0: the mods, though, or is that... It's not the
1: mods. No. Yeah,
0: it's all the DLC stacked together. I don't really
1: have yeah. a lot of, like, major gameplay mods. Yeah, just um, object mods. Yeah, CC and stuff, yeah. I mean, the only real... um I have, like, a cooking overhaul mod from seriously sims and then base metal drugs is a really good one
0: um, the pathfinding in the it. sims 4 is worse now than it was like when i played it two years ago
1: because it's uh it's poorly set up the way that i mean number one it's just old you know it's old code um and when you're just adding expansions onto things yeah you're adding I mean, as someone who's not a game developer, what do I know? But it seems like you're adding more complicated, um, like more like. What's the right word? You're adding more and more like logic loops and things to something that is just really not built for it. Yeah, the pathfinding is awful. Um, Cause you played a little bit the other day. Tried to. Tried to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was
0: extremely tedious. Like the the building stuff is great.
1: That's when I do go back to it. A lot of what I do is build stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then as soon as you try to actually like play a lot, it starts getting frustrating. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with Life by you. Whenever that comes out, it's Alpha in March. Um, oh, did you want to say anything about city skylines too?
0: No, haven't played I mean, it, but just uh, well, like what? Oh, so you just, were
1: you were saying that um, it's gotten like really bad reviews. Well, it's, I think it, it's got
0: like fifty seven percent or something mm-hmm. on Steam, which in the way things are the way things are rated, I think is pretty bad mm-hmm. for such a big new game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's it. I haven't played it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm still like the first one,
0: but first one's great.
1: Yeah, I've not heard great things about the second one, so. I've
0: heard people say that it'll probably be really good once they've optimized it. Yeah, should have done that
1: it. before re- release, yeah. Apparently I that's
0: feel- how they released the first one. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I didn't play the first one when it was new, so yeah, I couldn't say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I have been playing Satisfactory, mm-hmm. which is a factory building game in the third person. I've had it for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Uh... Played played it loads a few, well, probably like two years ago. And I've not played it since update six, maybe, and it's update eight now. Hmm. And it's really good. Yeah. It's really, really good, yeah. Yeah,
1: I've never played it. I've seen you go back to it a number of times, though. Yeah.
0: I played it um, this time, started a new game, and I played it with, um, like, combat off. Because there's, there's creatures... That it's not like very combat oriented at all, mm-hmm. but there's creatures that defend their territory,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I just played it where they don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. So it's got it's like I've got all these pets now, just walking through my factory. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it, I, I prefer it that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Like just just for that game, I mean. Right. I wouldn't play Factorio with that
1: off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. What? Oh no, I was just thinking maybe I should go back to Rimworld. It's been a while. And do what on it? I don't know, that's the problem, it's always like I end up doing the same things. And uh Like what? Um yeah, n- drug factories <laughs> and stuff like that. <clears throat> um I've never really done a full cannibal game.
0: I was just gonna say you could do that.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've ever done one. I know that that's one of the most popular things to do. Um Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I play something sometime soon. It's not gonna be Starfield. I will play that at some point. But yeah, watching you play it, I was not excited I, about it. Cyberpunk.
0: I'd play Cyberpunk before I play Starfield. That's probably what I'll do, yeah. Yeah. Well <clears throat>
1: yeah. Well I guess we're done. Yeah, I mean I really got nothing else.
0: Good. Alright then, well thanks very much for watching. Uh, See you next week. (laughs) Say bye then. See ya. Rude.